to hear from you It's not that I want you not to say But if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you Before I just started this, I made a prayer just in thanks with God and that God would just speak through me whatever I needed to say for the ascension of myself and for all um, listening. And so, well, I was brought on here. I'm kind of taking like a day or so off other media channels and... Um, I was just listening to a song that I had recorded. I haven't put it on here. I might put it on either end of here, but it's a song that's called More Than Words. Mm. And, you know, I, I could be drawn in so many different ways with when you listen to this, but for me, it's of the purest sense. And then, it, you know, I went into this other sort of realm about it and I was like, mm. no, that's kind of like, you know, with like social distancing and things like that kind of crosses that boundary of respect there. So I'm not looking at it in that way. Let's get grounded in the way that I link that vibration and I, you know, the the perspective where I was coming from when I initially was called to this song. And it's really just about not looking at that song specifically and maybe what perspective that you might come to at or different people might because of different words that are in it. But looking at it from this point and what I want to say, and that is about thinking about words, thinking about our actions and how they correspond. Because as we ascend, our thoughts are going to be higher than our words. Our words are going to be higher sometimes, you know, than our actions as well. And we're always coming into greater alignment with that higher truth that we are called to, which is God. So God's the highest truth. And as we come into unity, we come into furtherance in that greatest truth. You know, being centered in and with the sun is a process, a progress type of situation. That's what it feels like when we're alive. If you're in limbo and dead, it probably isn't going to feel that way. And so obviously I'm speaking to different souls that get this, whether you're alive or dead. I know we're on air, so it's going to go across the different platforms and into the ether as well, isn't it? Of course it does from the spirit, it does, and of course through the voice as well and vibration. And so we're looking about action. Let's look at this in terms of, you know, what we're actually saying and what we're doing. Now, I've been writing about um, an aspect of marriage. Now, marriage, first with God, first with the Holy Spirit, and then how that manifests in our other relationships and, um, and looking at marriage in general because the world type of marriage that we tend to know of um is that you know people will go they will get married they will do this and they will have like a ceremony they'll like 
you know, they'll sign, almost sign away their lives to each other and they'll make like that kind of commitment in front of each other and they do this and that. So we're talking about the sacraments and the glorification in the flesh or the glorying in each other's flesh. What we mean by the flesh is not just like the skin, obviously. We talk about the human world. So the flesh is like a certificate. The flesh is like showing up um, uh, at a wedding, uh, marrying in the flesh in front of others and stuff like that. So we're going to look at that. We're going to talk about, you know, you know, what the reasons are for doing something. So making sure that we're grounded in the spirit and not doing things for the wrong reasons to glorify in the flesh and to uh, justify ourselves and everybody else who does the same thing to try and prevent us uh, from going to the cross or being persecuted for the cross that kind of thing what does it really mean all the rest of it so um we know that jesus came he went to the cross he died and he resurrected he ascended and so therefore, with the Holy Spirit of Ascension, we're brought out of the, the mediocrity or the need to fulfill some sort of outer exterior um, motive of the world to do something just for the world or just to glorify in the flesh because we're brought back into that heavenly place of not requiring to behave like that for men because we're under the realm of the Spirit of God. So... Yeah, so there's a spiritual marriage, which is the highest one. That's what, obviously, Mary is such an amazing um, figurehead for this because both her and um, her betrothed did not marry in the way that humans do, as far as we know. But that doesn't mean to say it didn't happen. There is this kind of like, um, you know, just because it's not written, we can't say that things didn't exactly happen, but we don't have any evidence that it did or that it certainly isn't talked about, which is kind of very prominent to me anyway so that would be that that just the surrender to god that god will no no man can give us a certificate and tell us what we're doing because i'm under your authority god and the queen he's the king because you made us to be god so um yeah so looking at that is very important like the also the kind of like the glorification in the flesh of people that are fornicating so because they're fornicating they think that they can maybe get a marriage certificate and that'll make it okay because it justifies their fornication but it doesn't if god didn't bring you to the altar you're still a fornicator okay so the power of conviction why 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 to save people from hell so um, how can we save people from hell? What if, for example, people are already in a situation where they're married to someone by the flesh? They came in by the flesh, they married by the flesh. In other words, they were brought together by the sin of the flesh. They then went in to get married by the flesh, showed up in the flesh. So it was all about the flesh. They did it for the glorification to be justified amongst others. Oh, look at me, this is okay because I've got married, got a certificate. It's okay to fornicate. No, it's not. It's never okay. Did God bring you to that altar? Was God in you? Was God in them at the time? Did they know? Do you know that you're in a trinity or not? If there is a trinity, it's not there. You're brought together by the devil. <laughs> Simple as that. So there's mercy. That's the first thing. So it, this isn't about condemnation because obviously that's the devil. So the conviction of the Holy Spirit is what you might fear 
condemned is what you would feel if you don't go to Christ about it and ask for forgiveness and repent and make sure that you truly accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, otherwise you'll be in total hell. So a marriage certificate can't take you to heaven, it can take you to hell if it's bought by the devil. <laughs> Let's just look at Galatians 6. So therefore there are people lost in this way because they won't accept Jesus, but they don't accept anything else. So they have no help or hope in the glorification of the flesh and they are going to hell as a result for fornicating. So, you know, that's all I can say is that there's only, you know, you're only going to get help if you truly surrender and put God first. That's why that's the first commandment. So the power of this is to, to convict, it is to send to God to gain mercy and then to make the right decisions if you're in that place. So, you know, why this? I was writing about it the other day, you know, I've written about marriage and uh, talked about it in terms of the human marriage. It's like a slap in the face. It kind of is if you um, understand Galatians 6 and just look at the bit about circumcision. So, what circumcision is in terms of um, the text of scripture is also used as a metaphor to say anything that's done, like a ceremony to say, hey, I'm doing this because um, I'm supposed to do it because it's a law. Uh, you know, that's not legal by God. That's lawlessness. That's unrighteousness. Unless God brought it about and it is through the risen ascendancy of Christ within that remit then it is just flesh law which means that it is lawless in the eyes of God it's not divine so for something to be completely lawful it needs to be by divine law first so are there marriages out there with people um who are in, uh, you know, flesh marriages, but marriages of the spirit. I don't know, you tell me. Why would you want to go back? Why would you walk forward in the faith of God and then go back and try to put it through a uh, man-made law? I don't know. Why would you do that? It's a question to ask. Okay. So, yes, yesterday I was writing um, with, you know, someone else in a conversation online, a YouTube video. Um, with someone in the, in the helping out there and it was on the topic of marriage and I, you know we were talking about it and uh, saying you know basically it's fornication so that was the power of conviction there now someone was obviously in that situation and said to me no God doesn't see it that way God sees it this way and I'm like well well okay well God is merciful yes but does God want us to be with unbelievers really would God want us to yoke with an unequal yoking with an unbeliever but the, the the actual question here is are you really a believer if you yoke yourself with an unbeliever probably you're not really a believer you're probably still trying to convert if you're still trying to convert someone else and you're stuck trying to do that you're probably still converting yourself if you're yoking to someone like that Mary, what she did was when Joseph, as we know, 
was in a state of unbelief at the very beginning, looking at the flesh, just seeing what he could see in the flesh, not understanding the spirit, not heeding the spirit, you know, about what was happening with Mary and the fact she was pregnant and how could this possibly be? He just couldn't get his head around it. He saw what was in the flesh as a reality and couldn't see past or beyond the flesh reality that Mary was carrying a child. She was pregnant and he couldn't understand because obviously... So, um, in his need for conversion, she seemingly and he seemingly went off and had their own communion with God. You know, they went off in prayer. You hear about how, you know, Mary's in prayer. She turns her gaze to God. There's a lot of talking about that. And of course, that's the time when, you know, um, the angel manages to come to Joseph in his dream state when he's relaxed or most relaxed. So sometimes too much stimulation, too much of, uh, you know, just the flesh is not really a basis for a relationship that might lead to further sin. The reason that Mary is such a salvation in our lives to be able to mother God and to bring in the holy child of Jesus is because she was able to put God first. And despite the lack of belief, in her potential or supposed supposed to be partner at that time her betrothed Joseph she didn't falter she just let him go and let God and put the Holy Spirit first as her husband that was who her husband was and so the only way that Joseph could meet with her in terms of a holy matrimonial marriage by the Spirit is to be married to the Spirit, with the Spirit, and then to know and to hear from the Spirit that Mary was indeed his wife and that this was good and that he should go forth as um, her husband. And that was when he obviously was able to take the right steps, the right action. So our thoughts can be at one level and we need to take a certain action, but they always correspond with what we're capable to do um, mentally based on what we get spiritually from the Holy Spirit. So the action steps, you know, um, again, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are going to be compelled to want to do things just for the flesh, just to glory in the flesh and just to say, I'm just doing this because for everyone else. I'm just doing this because it's kind of like um, written that people that get together are supposed to marry. No, that's the law it, I was going to say a broken level, that's a lot, a very simple level, but you have to understand is you can't just come to an altar, any altar of the flesh and say that it's okay. It has to be that level of Holy Spirit that comes through both people. If it's not coming through one, you're not ready to be with them yet and it's just a flesh thing. It's not real, it's not ready and it's not sanctified or authorised by God. So Joseph wasn't sanctified or authorised by God until he received the message from the angel. Then he knew that he was authorised to be able to be with Mary and actually be in belief for what was happening um, and see beyond just the flesh. So that's really important. Um, it wouldn't have been right for Mary to just you know, uh, wander around chasing after, hoping for him to change or convert. He needed that space to do so. 
Um, and so that that is really the the big point here. People talk about yeah, it's okay to just fornicate with someone that doesn't believe it. It's not because that's a form of abuse to not just yourself but also the other person because you're not you're kind of like above them if you believe and they don't that's not normal that's weird that's kind of sick anyway so you want to make sure that you're equally yoked you know you have to be it's like you know people have to be you say the same age but it's not just that roundabout the same age and things it's about maturity in the heart and soul first through the spirit so there needs to be a level of maturity spiritually there otherwise it's kind of filthy so you need to make sure that you're equally yoked 2 corinthians 6 14 do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness Ultimately, the main part of that really is 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership is righteousness with lawlessness? So to be unequally yoked is to be unlawful in the first place. So even if you went to to say and just write down, yes, I'm going to be married to this person, or you're going to enter into a another flesh commitment so the flesh commitment of a a binding um signed marital certificate going through the ceremony doing that at the end um you know consummating something in the flesh all that would be fornication because it was never brought by god if the person's an unbeliever and you're a believer that's lying and therefore i don't really think you can really say that there could be a believer and an unbeliever just think that maybe one's completely not unbelieving and one might be a little bit like knowing that this is wrong again that just tells us that's unlawful that's a lie to god it's a sin against god now no one though who truly accepts christ fully um continues to sin and so it's very important for the sake of health and well-being of all people of the kingdom and not just you or someone else that you just make sure that you know you're really being very careful and making sure that it's by God, that God authorises it. So it takes time in prayer, that's the main thing. Time to discern, time in prayer and a word from the Holy Spirit and not before. So it just brings us back to the first sin when, you know, um, Eve just decided that uh, she would go against God. Now she didn't decide first. It was actually, uh, you know, Adam was nowhere to be seen to be protecting his wife. And that's why um, in this state of the world, to ensure we're doing the will of God is to follow in the footsteps not of Adam and Eve. In other words, be trying to manipulate and control like Eve did. But instead to be like Mary, to trust that, you know, if it is right, he will come around and he will become a believer and you'll be able to be equally yoked otherwise it will prove that it's not the right person and it's not of god so it's just a very good test point it's just to make sure that you're not in the fall and you're not continuing the fall that you are um not sinning and that you're doing the will of god instead god says to us that his plans for us are to prosper us and give us um hope for the future 
Um, and let me see, it's from Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That sounds good. It sounds like God has a plan and that we need to kind of be discerning of that and taking it the steps of God and rather than getting ahead of God and just binding ourselves in unequally um, yoked situations which end up to be adulterous to God and fornicative by its very, um, you know. So um, we need to make sure that we just, we agree with God and be at peace. Otherwise, you know, you'll not have peace. You're opening up a level um to the demonic, the devil, portals for the devil to get into your life and you're then therefore marriage if you marry someone unequally yoked with you. Um, you're basically opening your own life and any potential future children to um, having extreme attacks by the devil and the demonic if you know you really get that um, by being a believer as it is. Uh, you know, it's going to be even more difficult for a family that don't have all the right um, techniques or don't agree with the techniques if they don't believe or accept God, they don't have that saviour. So they're going to be really attacked. So yeah, you're opening up for attacks for your, on yourself um, if you are unequally yoked with someone and also any future children that you may have too. So it's a very serious matter. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. If we've got to do everything to the glory of God, as it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, then, you know, we need to think about who we're actually accepting um, in terms of marriage. Proverbs 2, 6, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth, comes knowledge and understanding to seek God in every single situation. Um, like these, well, particularly these big situations, is uh, very essential to make sure that we're doing things with wisdom and clarity and not just running into things based upon the flesh, what it looks like in the physical, but always to put the Spirit of God first. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Proverbs 3, 5-6. to And, you know, when your paths are straight like that, you know, that's when you can, in peace, lie down and sleep. Psalm 4, 8. In peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, to make me dwell in safety. So you have that level of safety there when you're doing things by the Holy Spirit. You're closing off portals um, to the demonic. The demonic wants to get all humans <laughs> to stop the ascension. But thankfully, because... Jesus has already won these act as footstools, but, you know, we can have a more um, peaceful um, and glorif glorifying um, type of um, ascendancy if we just keep putting God first as much as we possibly can with our own level of wisdom. And that gives us that peace because those portals are not so easily opened or at least we have the techniques for spiritual warfare available. Mm. Blessed are the peacemakers. Well, here we go. So people like 
me, people like you who seek for the peace of others and yourself are very important. So you, you know, to make sure that you have your own peace and your peacemaking within yourself is to, you know, really glory in the Holy Spirit, delight in the Holy Spirit, build up yourself in the Holy Spirit and make union with the Holy Spirit and block out any other portals to the opposition of, of which. And if you want to look at an energy, you can. And so it's about positive energy, making sure that you're peacemaking first within your own self to only call upon that. And that, therefore, is what you'll then end up being able to do and calling forth for other people. And you're then a blessing to God and the world. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God and obviously daughters of God. But yeah, so Matthew 5, 9. So this is just a, a heritage really from, from God. Inheritance is that I would feel this way, that I would know these things and that I'd be able to pass them on and encourage peaceful uh, marriages that are equally yoked. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Luke 2, 13 to 14. If you want God to be pleased with you and your marriage, then you have to make sure it is of God, is equally yoked and is not a disobedience to him or a um, for the flesh. It's very important to look after your own heart and soul, to guard yourself, to make sure you're not separating yourself unlawfully from God and doing the wrong thing by choosing the wrong person or get pushing a situation uh, too fast that shouldn't be pushed into that way because you have to will the good of the other and and not try to um push them into something you know like if maybe started pushing joseph into something when he wasn't ready couldn't comprehend at that level he didn't have that maturity level it would be totally unsanctified undignified unholy and just disgraceful so you have to be very very careful and will the good of the other and want them to just go at their own pace and you know don't be eve about things don't push past uh god's will or that of a man you have to be in submission to god first and if another man isn't in submission to god you can't be in submission to him or pretend to be or whatever else it is well, certainly that was what the person was writing about to me the other day saying you know there's this person that they have um you know, they've come across in their life. So I just, you know, prayed for her that, you know, God wants best for you. But it is, it's also about the other person. That's the side we didn't really look at so much. So I guess we're balancing that out today and, and thinking about it's not just you. So don't just think, well, it might be okay not just to have the best, maybe give the second best. Well, that is what man did and how man did things wrongly or how, you know, Eve did things wrongly, she, she, okay, it wasn't really her entire fault because obviously Adam had to be at the head looking after everyone and that was the, the, the failing there. Um, but in that, you know, Eve, unlike Mary, wasn't, didn't really have, I suppose, maybe that early experience or enough knowledge under their belt in terms of the human race to understand how to do things and to take a step back. Um, 
But yes, it's important to take that step back and just submit if, if the husband isn't understanding or mature, or a potential husband, sorry, isn't understanding or mature enough to be under submission to God, then it's vital that you do, that you are, and just back off and leave them alone. Then God will be well pleased with you and you will be a glory and delight to others. And um, yeah. And then it says here as well um, because of the tender mercy, though, of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness. And in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. So God does have mercy in these times and in all times because we are all ascending. And, you know, I am sitting here in a room right now and I know that I'm shining well beyond this. And like, I've even like, seen that even probably like beyond this as I'm seeing it by other realms it's very understandable that this could well be broadcast on another realm where everyone can somehow see it like you know just understand that that there are different realms so even as I think I'm just doing this on anchor I know that in another realm this can be seen <laughs> exactly where I'm sitting how I'm sitting um, where I am, the room that I'm in, everything can actually be seen on that other realm. So there's never any darkness, even for those who are actually like sitting in the room all cozied up <laughs> on a kind of like autumn day talking about things. It's that light of God that no matter where you are um, in spirit, there's always uh, the light of God, no matter what the season there's always light of God and that is that way of peace and it's the understanding of that too so and again just bring that back like yeah everything that we think in our hearts and souls and everything that we do in secret is all it's all out there God sees everything in the realms of the entire heavenlies have access to all that we do and it's important that we do the, our best to navigate and work in accordance with that um, knowledge and wisdom and be at most purest in our hearts and souls to the highest truth that we can be and that does mean that we really do need to think about how we yoke how we're yoking in the spirit we are yoking with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then therefore, we all know how we're yoking in terms of the world as well. Mm. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and of anything worthy of praise, dwell in these things. Philippians 4, 8. So that's chapter 4, verse 8 of Philippians. And the last one that I want to say about that is, like, you know, um, yeah, it's important to 
to dwell in that place, that may mean that you're completely content and married with the Holy Spirit only and forever. I say that some people just don't marry in, the, in, in that other lower realm way because, you know, for the glory of the kingdom or for the kingdom of God. Some will, but they just, you know, it will be a higher level of marriage like in the spirit with the Holy Spirit with someone else in that way as well and conjoined with them. Um, and some obviously will be able to unite as well in spirit and in the flesh. And so it's important, therefore, to make sure that that's how you're yoked. You're dwelling on the lovely things. So you're equally yoked. Does that mean that's always going to happen? You know, sometimes at this level you may have spiritual warfare. Does that mean you're unequally yoked? No, if you know how to do it, it means you're equally yoked. It's just that you're being attacked. <laughs> so... But yeah, people like um, who have the techniques, who have overall yoking with God and who are saying yes to the Holy Spirit more and more will be able to do that more and more to be able to have that level of ability to focus on and dwell on things of excellence and worthy of praise more, most often than be bothered too much about warfare as such in the spirit. Um... Yeah, just like things just come with more ease and your backup, your angels are there as well and they can defend with ease as well. So that's good. The Lord works not. Bringing us back to that day that I was out, I have um, a, a broadcast on this. You'll find it down there somewhere. The Lord works not. <clears throat> that's still up on my wall that poster the lord works knocks from a day just being outdoors seeing that um, that stone so you can go and have a look at that but yeah so it's important if you're making decisions etc i have a great decision making tool and video um, on my facebook and i was brought to um, collaborate in the Holy Spirit about that for people making decisions on things so this might be something to do with that um, more than words like how you're actually going forward how you're ascending from the Spirit the words that you're saying maybe something that you want to do it might even be um, a proposal of marriage or and something to do with marriage or discerning marriage or something so to do that the Lord works and you must knock you must go into prayer and that's it um, the last word that I'm going to leave this broadcast on, um, well, from these words, I think I will come back on whenever called. Um, it's been, that's the 12th of August, so just under a month. About three weeks and one day. Okay, so yeah, it was Wednesday the 12th that I last recorded on here in terms of what I published. And so this is, um, see, so I might have another, it just depends, whenever God calls me to do something, I will. But it might be about the 24th or thereabouts if it continues on that same trajectory. Yep, yeah. um, Love Lighthouse is... Uh, 
you know, it's been standing still for a little while and been putting a lot more on my, um, my own page and just mostly in prayers and things like that, taking a little bit of time off all of those so for just now. Um, but yeah, you can look out for those and in time, no doubt I will post there too. Saying I love you is not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you not to say, but if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you feel more than words is all you have to do to make it real Sancti Michael Archangeli defending us in prelio contra nequitian et insidias diabli esto presidium Impere ili Dios supplices deprecamur, tu qui princeps militiae celestis, satanam aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad peredit sinium animarum, pervagantur in mundo, divina virtute in infernum detrude. Amen. <laughs>